1: And now Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part 8 of the series. So now we see that within Jacob's family that we have two royal figures, and Joseph was given the blessing of the firstborn, Judah was given the blessing of the kingship, because what Jacob did, given that Jacob was the twelfth Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God on the earth from creation, is rather than there being a thirteenth Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God on the earth, that the office of the Melchizedek priesthood, the king, priest, firstborn, that these offices got split within Jacob's family, that Joseph received the office of firstborn, Judah the office of kingship, and then after the sin of the golden calf at Mount Sinai, the God of Israel designated the Levites to be the priests of the nation of Israel unto him instead of of the firstborn and so then with judah and joseph having royal honor from adam to noah was 10 generations and from noah to abram there were 10 generations given that the 11th generation was noah's son shem so from shem to abram 10 generations and then after abram generation number 21 isaac 22 Jacob and then we have within Jacob's family Judah and Joseph as being royal figures so we can see then that in the line from Adam to Abraham and then within Abraham Isaac Jacob Judah and Joseph that these are going to represent the 24 elders from the creation of the heavens and the earth and in each generation they had the place the position of being firstborn redeemers and so this possibly is who the 24 elders are who sit around the throne of god worshiping him in revelation chapter 11 verse 16 and it says in the 24 elders which sat before god on their seats, fell upon their faces, and worshipped God. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Joseph being united with his brothers is a prophecy of uniting of northern kingdom, that is Joseph, or Ephraim, or the ten tribes, with the southern kingdom, that's the house of Judah, in the end of days and messianic times. And Judah and Joseph complete the first 24 elders of the world who sit around the throne of the God of Israel and worship him. Next, we're going to see how Jacob, within his family, that the Melchizedek position and office of king, priest, firstborn, that these offices were split within Jacob's family. So that the kingship goes to Judah, the firstborn to Joseph, and after the sin of the golden calf at Mount Sinai, the Levites are going to receive the priesthood. From From Midrash Rabbat, Numbers 6-2. Take the sum of. Numbers chapter 4, verse 22. And so Jacob said to Reuben, Reuben, you are my firstborn, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Genesis chapter 49, verse 3. By lifting up, he was alluding to the priesthood. For you read, and Aaron lifted up his hands toward his people and blessed them. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 22. While the strength alludes to the kingship, for it says, "And he will give strength unto his king." for Samuel chapter two, verse ten. Had Reuben not disgraced himself by his conduct with Bilhah, that is, committing sexual sin against his father, he would have been worthy of assuming the priesthood and the kingship, saying that he was the firstborn. In other words, he would have been the thirteenth Melchizedek priest, representative of the kingdom of God on earth from the creation of Adam and Eve in the garden. But because of his unfaithfulness, Reuben did not receive it, and instead Jacob split it within his family. And in Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, we see that Judah was given the scepter or the kingship. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh, a term for the Messiah, come. And unto him, that is the Messiah, shall be the gathering of the people be. And in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, it is written to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan to Beersheba. And so we see the house of David has kingship over Israel and Judah. Now let's look at the Torah law of firstborn inheritance and to see how, according to the Torah of the kingdom of God, how Jacob was able to give the firstborn blessing to Joseph and the way in which he gave it to Joseph was through Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and not violate the rule in the kingdom of God that the inheritance is to go to the firstborn. And let's see how this applies if a person has multiple wives. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 15 and 16, it is written, If a man has two wives, one he loves and one he despises, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated, and if the firstborn son be hers that was hated. Now, of Jacob's wives, Leah and Rachel, the one that he preferred and loved was Rachel, and he didn't love as much Leah. So Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 15 says that if you have sons first to the wife that is less loved, it goes on in Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 16, then it shall be when he makes his son to inherit that which he has that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated which is indeed the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn by giving him a double portion of all that he has for he is the beginning of his strength and the right of the firstborn is his. So the application with Jacob, given that he loved Rachel above Leah but Leah gave Jacob sons first before Rachel gave Jacob sons, that Jacob, according to this Torah law, that Jacob's not allowed to give the firstborn blessing to the firstborn of the wife that he loves in place of giving the firstborn blessing to the wife that he doesn't love as much in to her sons. We see that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah in Genesis chapter 29, verse 30 as it is written. And he went in also under Rachel and he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. Now, in the Midrash Rabbi, Genesis 98, 4, it explains that the function of firstborn king and priest through the blessings of Jacob is split among the tribes of Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, Genesis chapter 49, verse 3, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. The birthright should have been yours. The priesthood should have been yours. Royalty should have been yours. In other words, Reuben should have had the office of king, priest, and firstborn. And if he would have gotten the office of king, priest, firstborn, he would have been the 13th Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God on earth from Adam. But you could lose that office in that place and to be able to rule and reign with the God of Israel in his kingdom if you were a faithful. And we can see that in the case of Esau in Jacob, that this office was able to be sold as well as Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. So continuing on in the Midrash Rabbah, it says regarding Reuben, but now you have sinned and Reuben sinned in multiple ways. He committed sexual sin against his father and he sinned in his place and position by permitting the sale of Joseph and casting him into a pit. And instead of being willing to lay down his life for Benjamin, he tells his father that if Benjamin doesn't return, that you can kill my son's and so Reuben showed his spiritual immaturity and so as a result the birthright is given to Joseph, the priesthood to Levi and the kingship to Judah Joseph's two sons were born in Egypt Genesis chapter 41 verses 50 to 52 and unto Joseph was born two sons and Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh and the name of the second called he Ephraim and so Jacob gives the birthright blessing to the sons of joseph and first chronicles chapter 5 verse 1 is written now the sons of reuben the firstborn of israel for he was the firstborn but for as much as he defiled his father's bed committed sexual sin against his father his birthright was given to the sons of joseph the son of israel and jacob then adopts joseph's sons to be his sons. He adopts Joseph's sons to become his firstborn sons. And regarding the customs in the Middle East, that when you perform adoption, then the rights that the adopted receives cannot be taken away from him. And because the firstborn blessing was given to Joseph through his sons when Jacob adopted Joseph's sons to be his, that firstborn blessing then is going to remain with Joseph, in in joseph's family even though later in his family that there could be those who were unfaithful and that ultimately happened in the history of the nation of israel when there was a split in the northern kingdom and southern kingdom and the first king of the northern kingdom was a descendant of joseph he was an ephraimite jeroboam and the tribe that was the leading tribe of the northern kingdom was the tribe of ephraim so so even though they were unfaithful they didn't lose their place of being a firstborn because it was given through adoption in Genesis chapter 48 verse 5 it is written Jacob says and now your two sons Ephraim and Manasseh which were born unto you in the land of Egypt before I came unto you into Egypt they are mine I'm adopting them to be mine as Reuben and Simeon they should be mine Reuben and Simeon are his his firstborn sons. And so Ephraim and Manasseh is going to, through adoption, take the place and the position as being Jacob's firstborn sons. So, this is how the firstborn birthright blessing will remain with Joseph. It's prophesied that Ephraim will be a multitude of people. Genesis chapter 48, verse 14 and verse 19. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. His younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed, that is the younger brother, that is Ephraim, shall become a multitude multitude of nations. In Hebrew, Melo HaGoyim. And the blessing today that the Jewish people give to their sons and particularly this blessing is communicated on Shabbat. They give them the blessing to be as Ephraim and Manasseh. Genesis chapter 48 verse 20 And he blessed them that day saying And you shall Israel bless saying God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh and he set Ephraim before Manasseh. So this is practiced just as we're told in Genesis chapter 48, verse 20, by the Jewish people today on Shabbat when the blessing is given to the sons to be like Ephraim and Manasseh. So now we see from Midrash Rabbah numbers 4 8 that originally the firstborn in each family was responsible for worship unto the God of of Israel. When Moses had sacrifices offered at Sinai, it was the firstborn who offered them, as it says, and he sent the young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings, Exodus chapter 24, verse 5. What is meant by the meaning of young men? The use among the firstborn who offered burnt offerings. From here, you learn that no man offered sacrifices except the firstborn. Now, when Israel committed the sin of worshiping the golden calf they said let the firstborn come and offer sacrifices to us as it says and they rose up early in the morrow and they offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings so this would have been done by the firstborn exodus chapter 32 verse 6 exodus 32 verse 7 is written and the lord said to moses go get you down for your people which you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it. And so the children of Israel are going to worship the golden calf. Exodus chapter 32 verse 19 It came to pass as soon as he came near under the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables out of his hands and he them them beneath the mount. So as a result of the unfaithfulness of the firstborn who led and made the offerings unto the worship of the golden calf, the God of Israel is going to say, well, who's on my side? And the Levites are going to present themselves. Exodus chapter 32, verses 25 and 26, it is written. And when Moses saw that the people were naked for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who's on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me, and all the sons of Levi gather themselves together unto him. So, as explained in Midrash Rabbah, number 6-2, the firstborn of all Israel lose being priests unto the Lord because of sexual sin. They, the firstborn, in fact, would have been worthy of assuming the priestly office and the duties of the Levites if they had not sinned in connection with the incident of the golden calf. For originally the firstborn offered sacrifices as it says and he sent the young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings. Exodus chapter 24 verse 5. Who caused the firstborn to forfeit all this glory because was their having exalted themselves and worshipped the golden calf. Thus we find that the firstborn Israelites fell from their greatness, that is their position to offer sacrifice and their priestly roles under the God of Israel as a result of them participating in the sin of the golden calf. So the God of Israel then is going to in effect fire the firstborn and he's going to designate that the Levites, because when Moses said who's on the Lord's side, the Levites rose up. The Levites then are going to have the position of being priests in the kingdom of the God of Israel. From Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 4 8, take the Levites, Numbers chapter 3, verse 45, God said to them, I have given promotion to the firstborn having made them great in the world and they have renounced me and have risen and offered sacrifices before the calf behold i will dismiss the firstborn and enroll the sons of levi therefore the holy one blessed be he told moses to number them as it says number the children of levi numbers chapter 3 verse 15 so what is it that paul is referring to in the book of galatians chapter 3 that got added as a result of the sin of the golden calf the law didn't get added after the sin of the golden calf the ten commandments were given before the children of Israel committed the sin of the golden calf what got added as a result of the sin of the golden calf as we have seen is the Levitical priesthood Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 Paul writes now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made he does not say seeds as of many but as of one into your seed which is Messiah and then in Galatians chapter 3 verse 19 wherefore then serves the law it was added because of transgression the Torah wasn't given after the sin of the golden calf what was added was the Levitical priesthood it was added because of the transgression for the sin of the golden calf and the Levitical priesthood was present till the seed that is the Messiah should come to whom the promise was made because when Messiah comes he's going to bring about a new or renewed covenant and Messiah is going to bring about restoration and he's going to in the new covenant, restore things so that the priesthood that governs the new covenant is the Melchizedek priesthood and it's going to be the superior priesthood to the Levitical priesthood. We read in Numbers chapter 3 verse 45 that the Levites were given the priesthood instead of the firstborn. Numbers chapter 3 verse 45 it is written, take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel. And the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle, and the Levites shall be mine, I am the Lord. We also see this in Numbers chapter 8 verse 18. And I have taken the Levites for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. We see in Joshua chapter 18 verse 7 that the Levites were given the priesthood. But the Levites have no part among you for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Jacob was the 12th Melchizedek priest representative of the kingdom of God after Adam who was the first in the creation of the heavens and the earth. And so Jacob had the position of being in the rulership of the government of God of the Melchizedek priesthood and thus he had the rights and the office of king, priest, and firstborn given that Esau sold that position in that place to Jacob. And Jacob splits these offices within his family. And so the offices of the Melchizedek priesthood was split in Jacob's family between Judah, Joseph, and Levi. Judah received the kingship. Joseph was given the birthright blessing and the double portion when Jacob adopted his sons to become his firstborn sons. And because of the sin of the golden calf, the Levites received the priesthood. So this is going to conclude the teaching on the Melchizedek priesthood. And we can see that the Melchizedek priesthood is a part of the government of the kingdom of the God of Israel. And it's through the offices of the Melchizedek priesthood of being king, priest, and firstborn that you rule and reign with the God of Israel and his kingdom. These offices come with spiritual responsibilities and it requires faithfulness to the office. And if you're unfaithful to the office, you can lose that place in that position. If you're faithful, you will receive blessing and inheritance. And if you're unfaithful, then you will lose reward. We see that Joseph was was faithful in his calling, and eventually Judah was faithful to the calling, and the Levites were faithful to stand against the worship and the sin of the golden calf. So it's through these areas of faithfulness within Jacob's family is how Judah got the kingship, Joseph got the firstborn and the Levites, the priesthood. And now in the next part of the teaching, we're going to see how Judah, Joseph, and the Levites are going to be tested in their office to see whether they're going to be faithful to their duties and responsibilities of the office as well. Well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek Priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.